Talk Station, number one talk station, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Is the housing crisis perhaps going to put you in the poorhouse? Well, if you think that might even be a possibility, and of course part of the problem is that so many of us are in denial about that, but um, if, if you own a house or own a condo or own anything um, where you think you might, there's a possibility that you, that you might lose it, if you have a mortgage on it, <laughs> then this show is for you uh, today. And even if you don't own something, but you were kind of hoping that you would at some point in your life, you also need to know about this. Because whether you own a condo or a mansion or you're just a wannabe homeowner, today's housing crisis is already having a ripple effect. It's going through the world's economy, and it may well be heading towards your doorstep. So today's guests are all people who are experts in their field, and they are going to give you a lifeline out of this problem. Um, one of my guests is Dean Valeriano. He is the president and co-owner of Back Bay Funding and Realty, and he's nationally recognized as one of the top mortgage loan originators in the country. We also have today Paul and Sarah Edwards. They are the author of a new book called Middle Class Lifeboat. Careers and Life Choices for Navigating in a Changing Economy, and they, too, will throw you a lifeline. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here, Carol. Indeed. Yes. Thank you for having us, Carol. Well, today, um, you know, these are very interesting times. Besides the financial consequences um, that we sort of can't help but hear every time we turn the news on, um, you know, looking at it as a psychiatrist, mm. Uh, it's pretty scary psychologically. I mean, you know, putting aside all the other uh, scary things out in the world, just looking at this part of it, because losing your house has a lot of psychological ramifications, not just the financial ones. And indeed, we've sort of been raised to believe that we are entitled to the American dream. We are entitled to our own home and a fancy one at that. And if somehow some bank is threatening to take it away from us, we feel cheated, we feel angry, we feel depressed. And we've grown accustomed to a lifestyle which apparently people are telling us we can't afford anymore. And we don't quite know how we got there. It's like being given a free vacation as a prize. It's supposed to be a month, and after 10 days, somebody knocks on your door and says you have to leave. Or being invited to a dinner at Spago's, and in the middle of the appetizer, someone pulls the table away. That's what a lot of people are feeling today. Why don't we start with you, Dean, um, since you have a lot of clients who 
presumably this has been happening too, uh, or they are afraid this is going to happen to them. Not that it's your fault, because that's part of the problem. There were a lot of unscrupulous mortgage brokers that got and banks that got people into this to begin with. But what is it like for you on a daily basis having to uh, hear people's sob stories? Well, as the owner of the company here, Back Bay uh, Funding, you know I've got uh, twenty. 22 different uh, reps, sales uh, uh, mortgage planners that work for us here. And so I hear it probably two, three, four times daily, uh, Carol, that, uh, that you know, how can, I, uh, how can I help this client? They bring in a scenario to my office, my, you know, we sit down and we try to brainstorm. And that is probably the most uh, frustrating part uh, of this, uh, you know, uh, crisis so far is that, uh, you know, with values obviously plummeting, in most areas, I'm talking about beach areas as well, uh, let alone the Inland Empire and valleys and that, um, and mortgage balances rising on on uh, uh, most people as well with the you know deferred interest on on some of the arms that they've taken out. Uh, there's really nothing you can do. They're already uh, upside down on that mortgage, so it is it is frustrating and scary. Uh, but one thing you know that they can do that I don't know is uh, and again in talking to these. For why people aren't calling, uh, they just don't know. They, they, you know, they, uh, they don't have uh, an idea that they can, uh, they can call an, you know, it's typically an eight hundred number, uh, and you know, they don't, uh, don't want to sit on hold, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, you know, because it's taking, it's taking some time to, to pick up those phone calls with these different loan servicers, and so I think that's, uh, that's probably the, the main reason uh, is they're just uh, they. And, and they don't feel like there's any hope in doing that whatsoever. But I'm here to tell you, in the 90s, the mid-90s, we went through something similar, not to this, uh, not to this extent that we're seeing now. But in the 90s, there was uh, uh, the same type of thing happening, declining values, uh, you know, rates were rising, and the, the banks were modifying payments for customers. And it just takes a phone call. Uh, Either way, I mean, it just takes the phone call to see if, you know, if they will fall into those guidelines. And, you know, one phone call um, 
to uh, see if you can rectify your situation or at least make your situation a lot a lot better off for you um, is uh, is not much to do, is not much to ask for you know Paul Sarah well I first just wanted to say Dean I'm encouraged to hear that there is something that people can do sometimes because when I see these clips on television with rows of houses boarded up that have gone into foreclosure in some communities, I just keep thinking, well, like, wouldn't the banks be better off to have something, uh, being, you know, what the people have regularly been paying than to just have them sitting there boarded up? So Absolutely. it's encouraging to hear that. and. You know what we'd like to have know people to know is that for the past year, two years really now, we've been interviewing people who read these signals and started thinking, really evaluating, like what's going on and what do I really want? Because, like you were saying, Carol, the American dream to own our own home uh, maybe isn't the dream that we once thought it was. Or maybe the home we have, maybe we're having, we're really creating a, uh, too high of a maintenance life for ourselves. That it's making it too hard, and maybe we should take a look at that. And these folks have, and they've come up with some really interesting things. And that's what we've done. We've looked at three dimensions to what people can do uh, to maintain themselves and the middle class. And what that means for people is having their own home. It means being able to take a vacation, look, have health insurance and health care. Uh, having their children look forward to at least as good a life as they've led and maybe better. Uh, I mean, that's what being middle class means. And there are three three avenues. One of them is what you, what you do in terms of work. And so we've examined what are going to be sustainable careers that will survive the ups and downs of the economy and will survive what we're calling other sourcing, that is, the jobs that are shipped abroad or are being lost to automation, which is a continuing process. The second thing we need to we, we give people the options to look at are different kinds of lifestyles. Uh, sometimes people choose to live in an RV. Sometimes they choose to live in another country. Sometimes they choose to live in a co-housing arrangement. Uh, there are a variety of different things. And the third are what can we do besides depend upon cash and the paycheck? And there are actually some old ways and some new ways, some of them tax-free, for extending our income. So there is hope, but it's not an all doom and gloom situation. Uh, and even if your, your situation is where you need to call the mortgage company right now, at the same time, while you get the relief by refinancing or, or getting the, re, the payments rearranged, worked out, is to make a plan B. Well, okay, why don't we talk about some of these things? Um, uh, what about the cash, the last thing that you were talking about, other ways to get cash? Well, you know, we, we're featuring nine different ways because a lot of times we end up working so much uh, in order to pay for things uh, that we sometimes we could do ourselves. And, of course, that's a huge boom right now. People are starting to think, well, you know, why couldn't I do that for myself? <laughs> Do I really? In fact, we interviewed one couple who had given, they were spending thousands of dollars a month on having people do everything for them, you know, walk their dogs, uh, plan their parties, and they started looking at that and going, well, wait a minute, you know, like, well, maybe, I'm almost like a hands-off on my life. So doing it yourself, uh, also people are starting to think about, well, why couldn't we help each other to do this? Uh, why couldn't we trade off, for example, here in our neighborhood, we, um, in our little community, we all take care of each other's dogs when we need to go someplace or to do something. 
why couldn't we form uh, some buying co-ops with other folks uh, where we can get better prices or even some, uh, for example, some ride-sharing co-ops. We live quite a ways out of town, and why should we all be driving an hour in to do our shopping if we could sort of combine some of our things? There are also, as Paul was mentioning, a lot of things that the Internet is making possible from barter exchanges to re-giving networks where there aren't tax advantage, uh, any tax um, Cash issues uh, on re-giving networks. Where there aren't what? No taxes paid. You don't have to pay taxes on, on uh, re-giving networks. And, what uh, is a re-giving network? Well, you put onto the net, you put, a, and it can be community-based or it can be much broader. I think there's some that are even national, but you put up the type of things that you would like to give away and uh, you get them to people and the things that you look at things hmm. that you might like to have and you, uh, someone gives them to you. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's really the, interesting. Well, the, the first such program was uh, in the Twin Cities. And it was only created in 1997, so they have only been around for about 10 years. But there are now more than 13,000 exchanges of durable goods, household items and such, in these re-giving networks around the country. And, you know, we all have a, a point where we come to that we have too much stuff or we're tired of the stuff we have, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yet it's still perfectly good. So rather than just uh, throwing it away, um, we can um, trade it. We can pass it around. And there are other... There are many other ways of, of dealing with this. One is one that people have, are familiar with uh, for a long time, and that's barter. That, of course, that was even before we had a cash mm-hmm. economy. But now with uh, barter exchanges that are operable over the Internet, some of the costs that, that have been associated with the people who brokered those have come down. Dramatically. Uh, and you can really do well with barter. Another time banks. Uh, uh, local Oops. currencies. I mean, there are just lots of options for people okay. to use their heads. We'll pick that up when we, uh, after we take some time to do a, have a break. Um, we'll come back with some more lifelines for all of you who are listening to this and who are worrying as the uh, doom and gloom does seem to be spreading over the media airwaves. Um, and it's better to be forearmed. For, what is it, forewarned? <laughs> Forearmed and, and forearmed. Um, so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today about will the housing crisis put you in the poorhouse? Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Carrie Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Carrie Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Carrie Douglas Show. Join Carrie each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're trying to keep you out of the poor house that the housing crisis is trying to put you in. My guests are Dean Valeriano. He is the... um, owner, co-owner, and uh, co-founder of Back Bay Funding. It's a um, boutique in mortgage lending and real estate, and he's been, uh, founded that in 2001, but he's been in the mortgage industry for over 22 years and has won uh, commendation as being one of the world's top uh, mortgage loan originators in the country. Also, my guests are Paul and Sarah Edwards, and they are the authors of a book called Middle Class Lifeboat, Careers and Life Choices for Navigating in a Changing Economy. This is their 17th book. Uh, a lot of their books have had to do with working from home. Uh, maybe, you can, maybe we can talk a little bit about that, too, since I guess that's one of the ways to... Um, uh, is that one of the ways that you recommend that people uh, navigate the waters? Well, one of the things that we think is a part of building your lifeboat is that everyone should be starting to have a plan for uh, some source of independent income because we don't really know for sure whether the job is going to be stable. Uh, we don't know for sure even whether our investments will be stable. Now, if we have a job and we have some investments and they're working for us, then absolutely we say keep those jobs and those investments. But uh, but at the same time, start thinking about how you might develop uh, an independent source of income that you can rely on and turn to, and most easily, of course, that would be something that you could do from home. And the 50-plus careers that we do uh, feature in the book uh, are something that could be done from home, either independently or oftentimes also uh, for a salary working with someone else. Uh, if you wish to, but uh, yeah, we, that is one of the key. Uh, I guess if you'd say the lifeboat has, has legs on a stool, you know, that's one of the uh, mm-hmm. the lifelines. Really, is to have some independent source of income that you can count on. And what are some of the things that you recommend? Well, we divide the uh, careers up into three parts. Uh, the first part uh, are things that are locally based, because one of the things that's happening with uh, offshoring is that a lot of things are going. Uh, 
jobs are disappearing. In fact, uh, there's there's a report that John Edwards has been quoting uh, that 30 to 40 million jobs are available uh, are vulnerable to being offshore. However, even in that picture, there is is better news because some of those kinds of things are coming back home as the differential between what people in India sitting at a call center can earn and what Americans are earning. And there are 100,000 people that are now answering customer support lines, making a livelihood. Some of them make as much as $35 an hour. Um, and that's estimated to triple in, the, in by 2010. Uh, they're home service agents. And it's in the broad category of customer support. Well, the second category... Well, wait, wait. So are you saying, in other words, that what, that because people are dissatisfied with the kind of um, responses that, that they've been getting from some yeah. of these call centers that well, now people are realizing? Well, element. We, yeah, the, the economics of it is not as dramatic as it used to be because uh, the people there are also expecting a good salary. Huh. Uh, and, and true also, a lot of customers are not happy with people who don't understand their particular language or their particular, you know, their questions and their culture. So... Um, a lot of these things are being brought back home again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd like to say that, uh, Paul, Sarah, your book couldn't come at a better time uh, for uh, uh, to tie into the mortgage industry because so many people were using their homes as an ATM machine, as as, uh, uh, as a way to uh, to you know acquire their monthly income. I mean, using uh, using the equity from the house to uh, put it in the bank and and uh, use it uh, as a, as an income. So it, you that, mean in a, like an, an equity loan, a exactly, line of credit? Well, yeah, an equity loan or even a first uh, trustee that was uh, taken out with cash out um, to just put uh, put away and, uh, um, and uh, you know. Uh, well, and then, Dean, that means they're, ex- they're expanding how much they have to pay, right? Exactly. exactly absolutely. But, you know, again, with the way the housing uh, boom was going, you know, values were increasing, you know, substantially every month, every year that, you know, I'd, I'd see, you know, people coming back six months, seven months after they had already refinanced and uh, wanting to take more cash out. Uh, you know, and, and again, it just uh, facilitated their uh, their lifestyle like, you know, like you, uh, you all were talking about earlier. Now, that's a home business, just taking the money out of your home. Well, actually, I know people who have, have done that, and, and it worries us. Oh, yeah. When we were watching them do it up here in our community, they were snatching up houses, and then they would be, you know, like putting a little bit of touching, uh, you know, at, on here and there, painting and this and that, and then selling it for twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 right. more, just right. turning them over like that. Well, we've got a lot of people sitting here now that didn't, you know, they didn't beat the, yeah, the crunch, and they're sitting here with an extra house they're all trying to rent the houses out but there's not a lot of demand up here for rentals yeah that that uh, that went on quite a bit uh you know all over not just in california southern california it, it went over uh, you know across the nation but you know but uh, right now yeah it, with uh, with uh, with the equity uh, being drained out of the proper of most uh, most people's properties it they've got to turn to alternatives and like i said the perfect time for your book i would i would imagine and now's the time to reverse the uh, income flow from that ATM machine <laughs> yeah. instead, of, instead of taking money out of the house. It's exactly. Time to put money, uh, make, 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 make money be coming out uh, from, from earnings that you can do. Well, we right. heard the countrywide um, CEO who was leaving say to, that they're laying off a lot of people, I guess, and he told them, you know, you all need to get busy and start looking for new careers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people that need to do that, and as Paul was saying, you know, local 
locally based kind of things are one area. Another one are nicheable kind of internet uh, activities. By nicheable, I mean not things where you'll be competing with someone who can do something for pennies, but uh, something uh, like virtual assistants or uh, something where you can pretty much count on it being something where you'll earn a living. And then uh, the third area is a lot of new industries coming in related to energy and uh, green building materials and things like that. We can and start the aging thinking population. About it. Some of them are like we can talk about that because there are new things on the horizon that offer people promise. Yes. Oh, she wants to. Like, well, that's nice. Let me mention just a couple of them. Well, one of them is all the downsizing that people need to do. Uh, there's a need for post-corporate career counseling and, and career, career coaching. Uh, another is with the rise of uh, the number of seniors, there's just a whole host of, of, of things that people can do. And they, and they include new things like being a patient champion, something that most people haven't heard of. But these are people... You know, with with both with, with everyone in the family either in another location or uh, both uh, working full time. Working full time. Uh, when someone's in dire medical need, and as people get older, there's, that happens more often. They need someone that knows what they're talking about that will be right by their side to make sure that the hospitals treat them right, the doctors treat them right. That's called being a patient champion. Mm. Another is going to have a big impact uh, in terms of in terms of how things are made is what we're what we call tabletop manufacturing and there are machines devices that are now uh being developed uh that will enable on a on a tabletop for people out of plastics and in soon nanotechnology to make all kinds of products uh so that you know if you something in your car goes brakes uh instead of running off to the auto parts store you just put in the specifications, you get the drawing from the web and put in the specification and out comes the part. Uh, that's in the beginning stages. Well, and as a matter of fact, uh, if someone were really handy, and I, I'm not, I don't have that technical capability, but there's a free set of specifications that's available on the web created by a Cornell engineering professor, and for $2,400 in materials, you can build yourself a device, a machine that fits on a tabletop that produces things. Hmm. Uh, and and so there are a lot of opportunities that are growing because of the changing population, because of technology. Energy is a whole nother huge field. Uh, we need to cut down those energy bills. We need to do it for a variety of reasons. And so uh, green construction is big. Uh, remodeling, well, remodeling both for uh, saving energy as well as remodeling for seniors to occupy houses because people don't want to live in, in uh you know, in, in institutional facilities. Uh, there's energy rating and building and performance auditing. Uh, people may not have heard of those services, but they are growing. They're uh, dramatically rising. Uh, there's, you know, re retrofitting houses for more energy efficiency. Uh, we had somebody last year uh, put these, uh, this oh, material yeah. on our windows, and it's saving, uh, uh, you know, where we live, uh, we, we don't want the heat going out, and, and in places that it's hot, you put this material on the outside so that the, cold, the, 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 the heat stays outside. Uh-huh. It's reflective material. Yeah, and that, that's a, a business bit, of uh, two brothers. Yeah. Two brothers are doing that, applying, you know, they've learned how to do it, and they apply these. It's, it's a sheets of material, but when we look out our windows, you can't even see there's any material here. Hmm. Dean, have you been uh, coming across people who are... 
sort of scrambling to do nope. different things to a- absolutely a- absolutely um, and not just you know the thousands uh, at countrywide um, as Kara, uh, uh, Sarah alluded to earlier they're, they're across the board most every bank uh, has has mm. started or has done layoffs um, and you know IndyMac was the latest one a couple days ago to announce 2400 um, and they're all following suit uh, and uh, and again and it's not just in in the mortgage business either uh, I've got uh, clients that are uh, out of work six seven months right now uh, you know in uh, in all different industries so it, it's it's it is definitely a scary time right now uh, and uh, and one that uh, like I was saying earlier with uh, with uh, Sarah and Paul's book here you know getting people to uh, to see what alternatives they can uh, start to do and pursue uh, for uh, for independent income is uh, is is huge right now I would think yeah and most people are still doing okay um, well that was but, we, but well I, I don't know I I mean I guess in in LA I, maybe we have more of a sense that that more people are not doing okay because of the writer's strike on top of uh, yes. the housing right. problems. I'm thinking that, you're right. Yep. But maybe they're doing okay where you are. And, and actually, when we come back, I would like to talk a little bit about that because you seem to be practicing what you preach um, in regard to some of the things that you recommend as far as moving. So we can talk about that, too. When uh, And, Dean, I'm sure you probably... Uh, I have seen that too, doing different loans for people who have moved from from a uh, a house with five bedrooms to a house with one. Uh, oh yeah. So, stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today about the housing crisis and whether or not it's going to be putting you in the poor house, whether or not you own a house. So, stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with each 
easy-to-understand tools and tips with his weekly guest, Jim Draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, putting uh, you and your housing woes on the couch. Will the housing crisis put you in the poorhouse? We're throwing you lifelines here with my guests. Dean Valeriano in 2001, after years um, in banking and, and uh, um, the seeing the mortgage industry from world savings, uh, in 2001 he co-founded Back Bay Funding and Realty, a boutique mortgage lending and real estate firm, and uh, he's been in the industry for over 22 years, funded in excess of $3 billion in residential and commercial loans. And Paul and Sarah Edwards, the authors of Middle Class Lifeboat and um, the co uh, the subtitle of that is Careers and Life Choices for Navigating in a Changing Economy. And I should mention that um, that uh, Sarah um, are you still in private practice as a licensed clinical social worker? I'm still a licensed clinical social worker, but I, I don't have any clients now. Uh-huh, and you have a Ph.D. in eco-psychology, which is kind of interesting. Right. And, Paul, are you still an attorney, or did you all get – I mean, you've written – this is your 17th book, so I'm just wondering if you're still doing the <laughs> that or whether you've just devoted yourself to – I don't know how you could be doing all no. of these. No, I'd, I'd be dangerous if I tried to practice law. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still maintain a license, and actually it's not – it's in, in Missouri, uh, but because it was so hard to get. But uh, but no, I'm not practicing law. One of the things that we we believe in is in niching yourself and focusing, and so we try and stay focused and and uh, writing books and and uh, is, is enough for us. <laughs> yes, it's all seventeen of them are eighteen now. I hear. Um, uh, let's talk about, uh, first of all, you know, in California, I think more than probably any place else in the world, um, 
here we tend to, I mean, not only are we very status conscious, I mean, a lot of cities in particular are, are like that all over the world, although I think California is pretty high, if not the highest, in, in being status conscious as well. But in particular, we measure our status not only by our cars, but especially our houses. And so this house, housing crisis is hitting Californians or anybody who defines themselves by their house particularly hard. It's not just losing the American dream, which is bad enough, but it's also losing a sense of yourself as someone who is successful. If you don't have uh, the home that you aspire to and that uh, perhaps a mortgage broker and a bank uh, conspired to convince you that, yes, indeed, you, you can afford it and you deserve it, uh, now, there's, you know, now there seems to be problems with that um, scenario. And also, um, in Hollywood, you know, this is something that's, that I've seen for years, not just, uh, not just now, but, um, you see people when they, you know, they come to Hollywood, they're aspiring actors or writers or producers or directors, they get a hit, they, you know, make millions of dollars, they buy an expensive home, and um, and and develop a very expensive lifestyle to go with it, and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe after that first hit, they were a one-hit wonder, or after two or three hits, at some point, they're no longer a hit. And meanwhile, they have all of this um, this home that that they may have borrowed against <laughs> Dean, as you were saying, yep. and this uh, because you know they're sure they're going to get another deal soon. So this is just temporary, they tell themselves. Um, and also the lifestyle that they have to keep up because you sort of have to look successful in Hollywood to get another uh, deal, you know. People can't see you being desperate. That's the kiss of death. So there's all of that going on here. And, of course, now with the writer's strike, um, that's adding to this phenomenon uh, very suddenly and, and dramatically because people who were doing okay now are, and not just the writers, but the producers and the directors and the actors, you know, all the people who were depend and the caterers and and all the people who were dependent upon their being um, acting or, or writing projects in development. Um, so, so this is sort of especially hitting the lifestyle of Southern California hard. But because of all the other industries that this affects, building industries and and you know just like with the writer strike, there's a ripple effect with the housing crisis. There's a ripple effect, and it's really cutting across to all aspects Absolutely. of the economy. Right when it, you want to both, you want to all talk to that. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's affecting uh, you know all sorts of industries, as as I've said earlier. Um, I've got a couple friends that own uh, restaurants down here. Their business is off uh, twenty five to thirty percent. Mm. They're they're feeling the crunch. Um, so again, it's not just you know uh, solely the the real estate and uh, mortgage professionals that are uh, that are feeling this. It's, it's across the board. Yes, and a hair. <laughs> My hairstylist was telling me the other day about yeah. and pointing out about how uh, much emptier the hair salon was because well, people aren't spending their money as freely on things that, you know, maybe they can wait a little, they don't have to eat out, or they can wait a little longer to get their hair cut. Yeah, and a friend of ours just went to the gift show. It was a huge uh, event in L.A. twice a year, and she said that the, you know, the people there were so disappointed um, that that there just wasn't the traffic. The orders weren't coming in at the same level. They were, like, substantially lower level well, than in, a year ago. In this morning's L.A. Times, Sandy Banks has a column about a, uh, a specialty type of gift show where women from all over the world brought in merchandise uh, to a hotel here in L.A. 
and uh, they had well one one some people from Kenya had done a show like this in Canada last year and uh, sold ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise. They did about five hundred dollars here in L.A. Huh. Now, so but on the other money. hand, and here's the key: another another company that was selling low cost jewelry and and stuff that was more bling and trinkets was doing very well. Their sales were brisk. So we need to adapt uh, what we do, uh, and because there is there will there, you know over Christmas time for Christmas gifts, uh, two thirds of people paid for their gifts by other than credit cards. And that's why I say, you know, most of the economies, you know, coming along, uh, even though many people are living paycheck to paycheck, uh, there's there's business out there, there's work out there, and there's hope. And and, and I want to also go on to something else that we were talking about in terms of how people identify with their housing. And this is this is the thing that we found in interviewing people who are doing all these many different lifestyles. Sometimes they live abroad. Sometimes they're doing caretaking. Uh, is that there? Is is that they adapt relatively uh, comfortably? And in fact, all the people that we interviewed uh, seem to be happy. They express that. Yeah, I think that people are redefining success. Carol, you mentioned that you know our, our ideas that the more we have and the fancier it is, and the more expensive lifestyle we have, the more successful we are. But I interviewed so many people that are just redefining what they think of as success. There was a a couple in San Diego uh, who were in their late like late forties, and they started thinking ahead towards retirement, and and they were looking at this and they're going, you know what, we're going to be working until we're in the grave, <laughs> unless. We change our lifestyle, and so they've moved to a small rural area in New Mexico where they're living off the grid. And she's uh, she's been uh, wanting always to be an artist, but now she's actually being an artist. And mm. he's still telecommuting to his uh, landscaping um, design engineering type of thing that he was doing. And then we met another woman. Speaking of owning your own home, uh, she was like in her early thirties and living in San Diego, and she thought, you know what? I'm never going to be able to buy a home. <laughs> and so she moved. Um, she had a friend that invited her to come over to a small town outside of Birmingham in Alabama to visit. And she got. She looked around there and she said, wow, hmm. look at these opportunities I would have here. So it was scary as heck, but she moved her, you know, in her car with her cat across the country by herself, and she now, uh, she had an apartment there at first, but she now owns her own home, which she proudly sent pictures of everyone because she moved into an area where she could afford it. Yeah, we lost a lot of good, uh, a lot of good people to, uh, to other states, Idaho, Oregon, and New Mexico, uh, over the last several years. That, yes. that had enough foresight to uh, to to recognize this was a bubble and uh, and got out and sold their houses and and moved and downsized. Uh, and I don't know, really downsizing because they. They, uh, they acquired a bigger house than what they had here in most cases. <laughs> well, yeah, they sort of like rethought of their, you know, how they view success. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of these people I was telling you about, they're thinking of themselves now as more successful than they were mm-hmm. before when they were kind of, you know, doing the thing that we all think of as successful, climbing the, the ladder, so to speak, right. Mm-hmm. Right. accumulating more and more. And Yeah, and on our end in the, the mortgage business, the banks really perpetuated that uh, uh, because they were giving they were giving money away, yeah. Uh, you know they weren't uh, looking at income taxes uh, statements anymore, W twos, 
assets to, for down payments. They didn't care where they came from. $2 million purchase, you put 10% down as long as you had a decent FICO score. You were, you were getting a loan. Uh, you know, the market doesn't have to correct a whole lot to, uh, to make you, uh, you know, to make you upside down after that. And, and that was getting people into uh, areas where they wanted to be next to their friends or they wanted to be just like their friends and have a big house, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it perpetuated the whole thing. Yes, and, and of course, the media um, showing the so-called glamorous lifestyle of the rich and famous right. doesn't help in terms of perpetuating this myth that that is what happiness is and that is what success is. Exactly. And, and, yes, we do need to redefine all of that. Well, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, back in a brief moment, uh, giving you some more tips and analyzing the whole housing crisis so that you're not in the poor house. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america voiceamerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about the housing crisis and trying to help you stay out of the poor house. 
with my guest, Dean Valeriano, the president and co-owner of Back Bay Funding and Realty. He's nationally recognized as one of the top mortgage loan originators in the country. And Paul and Sarah Edwards, the authors of Middle Class Lifeboat, Careers and Life Choices for Navigating in a Changing Economy. And I promised that I would ask Paul and Sarah about how they uh, are walking their walk. They're doing what they recommend. You were moved from... Um, uh, what house? Santa Monica. Yeah, we moved from Santa Monica. We it, actually, it's, it's a lovely community. Uh, it was just getting to be uh, very uh, congested. However, uh, a lot of noise, a lot of traffic. It would take us twenty minutes to get from uh, where we lived over to the post office, which mm-hmm. is something that could, should take maybe five minutes. Uh, and it, the traffic was getting huge. Um, and the, of course, the expenses were going up, up, up in that area. And we were invited to come up to the mountain cabin of some friends of ours for a weekend. And uh, we got up here, and well, let's see, that was a Friday, and Sunday we were looking at houses <laughs> because we thought, wow, you know, it's it's so relaxed here. You could actually carol. You could actually tell by watching people walk who was visiting and who lived there. Hmm, because really? the people were visiting, their heads were all thrust forward and they were walking really fast. And the people who lived there, they were just like ambling along. And huh. <laughs> We thought, wow, this could be for us. And uh, it took us a while to um, make that, to sell our, our condo, actually, in Santa Monica. We were a little surprised at how long it took. But we got here, and it is one of the ten uh, lifestyle choices that we feature, is moving to a nearby faraway place. Because we're still close enough to L.A. that we don't feel like, you know, if we don't need to go to an interesting kind of holistic uh, health practitioner or we want to go to some kind of an entertainment event down there, we, we're right here. You know, we're just not that far away. Actually, huh. two out of three Americans would prefer a small town or rural life. And, and so it's not as dramatic a move, particularly if you are able to do something that either is related to the local economy or is a virtual career. Mm-hmm. And that's why we emphasize those two. Those are two of the three kinds of careers. And of course, one of the new and emerging ones uh, is, uh, is, is even better because uh, that's where the future is, such as tabletop manufacturing or being a patient champion. Uh, but another thing to think about, too, uh, um, is, is that as these small towns develop more population, people come with them with the demands for the kind of services mm, that they, they wanted in the city. city, right. Yeah, and so there's really, uh, there is opportunity, even though you'd say, well, they won't like strangers. Well, you're, you're not only working for strangers, you're working from other city people who have, have appetites for if you're a, a caterer or, a, or, 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 or provide pet ser- services of one kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, Carol, I have a question for Dean. Yes. He was talking in our first segment about how the banks were willing to work with people who are feeling under pressure because, you know, we really do need a bridge. You know, if this is happening to you all of a sudden, even if you want to make changes, you, it's hard to do if you're just suddenly without your house. And uh, he was saying that they work with people if yes. you meet the criteria. And I just wonder, Dean, like what kind of criteria do they have? Yes, well, Dean, I, I'm glad that you asked that because I did yeah. want to get back to that because obviously – you know, if it was that easy, we wouldn't be having this housing crisis. So how, how you know, right. they'd be working with everybody. Right, and the, exactly. And uh, and they are working with uh, with people. Uh, I've had, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, I've had several clients that have talked to the banks, um, and, and they are modifying payments. 
Uh, and, and again, it makes sense to do that so that they uh, they don't have but, that foreclosure on their books. And, but uh, what and is what are the criteria for that? Well, A is obviously the inability to refinance. So they're either upside down. Um, uh, with the value. But what do the banks look for? Is what I that, mean. That's exactly what they look for. They cannot refinance. So I they're see. asking the client. So you've tried to refinance, or you cannot refinance the traditional way. Mm-hmm. No, obviously, is is the reason they're calling in the first place. Okay. okay? Um, and, and most importantly, obviously, that is, uh, is one. And then uh, two is uh, they've got to have a job. Um, so if they're out of a job, uh, we'll, make it, we'll make it, you know, obviously difficult to pay uh, even, even a modification uh, uh, payment, right? So they've got to have some type of job, some type of income, okay? Uh, most of these people are on these uh, two-year fixed subprime loans that are resetting now. There's, uh, I forget the number, but... Uh, you know, several billion that are going to be resetting between uh, within oh the next six, seven, gosh. eight months. Wow! And uh, oh. and and these rates are going to go at least two percent higher from where they're at now, and that was probably averaging in the seven, seven and a half range. So they're going to be up almost in double digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their their inability to, inability to uh, to afford those payments after the reset is another obvious uh, obstacle that uh, that uh, they're running into. So. Well, if people were are able to continue paying at the rate they're at, are they are they discussing that, or, are they, or will they just have to qualify for something more? No, if they're see if they're uh, if they're already paying at the rate they're at and they're you know they're okay and they're not delinquent, uh, then they're they're probably not uh, going to put them on uh, on a priority list. Okay, mm-hmm. people that are obviously in trouble cannot refinance. Their loan has uh, has already. What do you uh, mean not on, put them on a priority list? Well, put them, you know, prioritize the uh, the ones that can afford their payments at all. No, no, but but I think um, I, I think what she means is that um, if these are people whose loans are going to be where the payment is going to jump, uh, the, these billion, you know, the people who now right. are going to have right. to pay more, and right. they can't pay more, but they can afford to pay what they were paying. Oh, right, absolutely. Then, yeah, absolutely. Then, that, then that is a perfect, perfect uh, candidate for. Uh, for a, a modification rewrite. But, you know, I feel a lot better thinking that there might be some safeguards for people. Oh, absolutely. Because it's really hard to just turn around on the dime and start a new, you know, all the wonderful things that people are doing that are creative and different, it's still not always that easy to just do it, like, next month. So right, right. now's the time to, to really start thinking about this, I can see. Right. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, rates actually are, are actually very, very good right now for, uh, for fixed rates and, uh, and, and hybrid adjustable rates. Uh, it's just the banks are very, very tight with their underwriting guidelines now. Uh, so it does take, uh, you know, a, I'd say a month and a half, two months to, uh, to do a refinance right now because of the glut of, uh, of people that are doing it and the banks uh, being very, very picky now, which is obviously uh, a change in their... Uh, their uh, modus operandi uh, from you know the last many years is la- the drop in the interest rate that just uh, occurred. Yeah. Is that going to have a positive effect? That should that should have a, a positive effect on us here in the next several months. Absolutely, three quarters of a point today was was quite a surprise actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people that have their uh, home equity lines uh, are going to see a nice uh, three quarter drop on that payment, which is uh, which is going to be very very huge yes. for most people. Uh, well, before we run out of time, I want you, um, all of you, to have a chance to give people information as to how they can get in touch with you um, 
to buy the books or to, you know, Dean, to, um, obviously you're somewhat of a magician in what you do, <laughs> um, so how they can get in touch with you too. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what, Dean, why don't you start? Yeah, my, uh, my uh, company website is www.backbayfunding.com, and uh, you can, uh, you can uh, uh, email me uh, at dean at backbayfunding.com as well. Our phone number is at 949 area code 650-0770. And uh, just to to talk about your situation is the most important thing, I think, for people right now uh, to talk to their mortgage planner uh, and uh, kind of give them guidance uh, on uh, on, uh, which way they can uh, can go. And Paul and Sarah, how can people get your book and and um, other and all and the sixteen other ones? Okay, <laughs> the books are in bookstores. They're available on online bookstores like Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Books a million, uh, and we have a website, middleclasslifeboat.com, where people can actually read the the, the first chapter uh, and find out what's in the book. The table of contents is there, uh, and the. Um, uh, website again is middleclasslifeboat.com. Okay, great. And I would um, recommend to all of my listeners that you go out there and uh, buy the book, um, check out their other books as well. And Dean is definitely a magician. I mean, there's a limit. To, unfortunately, the banks do put some limits on him. But at least, you know, with, he will talk to you. He's just said that he's willing to talk to you and give you some advice, point you in the right direction, at least. So um, I have thrown out to you these uh, life lifelines. And um, please, stop being in denial. Um, whether or not you own a house now... Uh, you know, this, this economic rippling effect is likely to affect you one way or the other, sooner or later. So it's better that you be prepared. And uh, again, I think maybe the bottom line to all of this also is to stop defining yourself by what you own. Mm. Uh, it's not about your house. It's not about your car. It's not about any kind of status symbol. It's about being um, happy in your life, which really comes from sharing with other people, having love that you give and take in your life, and having a spiritual life, and an opportunity to do creative things, which if you have a huge mortgage hanging over your head and you have to come up with that amount of money every month, it kind of makes it difficult to take some time out to uh, draw that, (laughs) do that painting or do that book. you know, that you might be able to do much more easily if you had, uh, if you were living in a rural area and small and you downsized and your life wasn't uh, filled with all of these monthly expenses that you had to keep coming up with. You'd feed your soul a lot better if uh, you did the things in your life that you wanted to instead of doing a nine to five job just to feed all the people who you have to pay every month. So, thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Have you ever thought about having your own internet?